Welcome to the Resting Pendulum. I am Peter Codius, your host. Season 2, Episode 17 America, a Religious Melting Pot and Lent. Yes, this episode is a little unusual. It is different than the customary one that has political overtones, and it is midweek. My hope is that you find it interesting. You may not know that I lived in New Orleans, Louisiana for 25 plus years of my adult life. But I do know that you've heard of Mardi Gras, which is Fat Tuesday, actually yesterday, the day before Ash Wednesday. It's a big deal there. New Orleans, from its inception, was heavenly skewed Roman Catholic and observes many Catholic holy days throughout the year. Trust me when I say, these folks know how to party. But when the clock hits 12 midnight on Fat Tuesday, the city basically begins a six-week slumber. Of course, this year, all of American cities are somewhat in a slumber due to COVID. As evidence of the Catholic influence, Louisiana is the only state that refers to counties as parishes, as in East Baton Rouge Parish, which is the most populated one, Orleans Parish, where New Orleans is found. Note the discrepancy in pronunciation there. Jefferson Parish, Tangipahoe Parish, etc. There are 64 of them. 38 are governed by councils known as a police jury, and no, they are not the regular police as we know them. There is only one other state that doesn't use counties. Do you know which one it is? It's Alaska. They use the term borough, that unlike the boroughs found in New York City, they're the equivalent of counties. You see, the USA is different in many respects, and yet I have never heard of any group or the government trying to make us all the same and paint us with the same color, cultural past, eating habits, and on and on. This is what makes America special. We are one really big cassoulet, which is a French dish that has many different ingredients. It's one of our best attributes, our differences. It is what makes America so special. We have the innate ability to figure it out on our own. If we take the heavy hand of government out of the equation, which at times seems as if they want us to fail, in time, we, the people, will get it right. You want to clean up Chicago? Here's an idea. Hire a few mid-range drug lords as consultants, then dramatically increase 
the police presence, and then strictly enforce the law without prejudice. It's easy. Just do the right thing. Can you imagine if we were all like the late Don Rickles, who made his living insulting people? Or Nancy Pelosi, who makes her living by taking advantage of her position of power and lording over us? Or even Donald Trump, for that matter, who made his living before trying to fix America by being a ruthless New York developer an impossible judge in a TV reality show. What a mess that would be. When we think of differences, religion comes to mind because in most countries around the world, there is a predominant religion where an extremely high percentage of the people adhere to a single one. It isn't that way in America. And although a religion plays a crucial role within countries and cultures all over the world, in the U.S., the coming together of different peoples of different origins with different backgrounds and different faith beliefs has created a diverse religious environment. According to the World Atlas, while the country has followers of every major religion, nearly half 46.5%, for example, of the residents identify as Protestant Christians. The other religions and beliefs that make up society within the United States are unaffiliated, almost 23%, Roman Catholic, 21%, Jewish, 1.9%, other non-Christian, 1.8%, Mormon, 1.6, Muslim, 0.9, Jehovah's Witness, 0.8, Buddhist, 0.7, Hindu, 0.7, Eastern Orthodox Christian, 0.5, and all other Christians, 0.4. So you could see we are really a multi cultural, multi-belief system country, unlike any in the world or, in fact, the history of the world. Many unaffiliated individuals have some belief in one or several gods that, that makes them even participate in religious behaviors, such as prayer, for example. This identification, however, includes atheism, as well as agnostics, humanists, and those with no religious preference. The doubt that a God exists has been growing quickly in adults under the age of 30, and I suspect a lot of that has to do with our committed educators and across all different demographics. This doubt is not the only factor causing the unaffiliated response to increase because the U.S. has also seen an increase in a focus on spirituality, which is not based in religion, per se. 
As people continue to look to the U.S. for opportunities, the religious composition will continue to change. For example, many researchers predict that Muslims will outnumber Jews as the second largest religion beyond behind Christianity by the year 2050. And people who identify as Hindu will also grow from the current less than 1% to approximately 1.2% over the next 30 or so years. That's a peaceful group for sure. Once again, providing that America is and should continue to be the land of opportunity for those that desire to live the American dream. And it is alive. The government, the elite, the deep state, they try to push it to the rear of the train. They don't want it to be in the forefront because that group, that large group, believes there is a greater power than a damn crooked politician. Let's hope and pray that we uphold our commitment to maintaining it. Whether one is Christian, Jew, Muslim, or any other religion, or even unaffiliated, there are things in life that are interest, if for no other reason, than personal enrichment enrichment to other people. Today, for example, most of us know that all over the world, Christians began the Easter season. And whether you are a believer or not, bear with me for a moment as I share with you the following that came recently from the pastor of my church. It is a brief refresher on what are Ash Wednesday and Lent And why do Christians observe them? Ash Wednesday is the first official day in the Christian church's season of Lent. Ash Wednesday has been practiced by the Christian faithful since the time of Pope Gregory in the year 590. Actually, the Christian observation of Lent predated Ash Wednesday by several hundred years. Lent was originally established as a time of religious and spiritual preparation for the annual Easter celebration. During the several-week period leading up to Easter, those who were planning on becoming Christians through the sacrament of holy baptism typically participated in a period of religious instruction prior to the Easter celebration and then would typically be baptized at the Easter vigil or on Easter Sunday itself. Eventually, this Lenten period of religious preparation was established to be a period of several weeks. It was Pope Gregory that initiated the practice of beginning the Lenten or baptismal preparation period with a day of ashes. Here's an interesting side note. Lent consists of a period of 40 days, Ash Wednesday through Easter Sunday. But if you do the math, you'll actually count 46 days. You might ask, why the difference? The difference is that we do not count Sundays as part of Lent because Sunday is always a feast day, 
as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus on a weekly basis. Ashes have been recognized by the Jewish faith as a sign of humility and mortality since long before Jesus was born. For Christians, the ashes also became a reminder of our sinful human nature. From Ezekiel chapter 9, we read, And the Lord said to him, Go through the city, through Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and groan over all the abominations that are committed in it. The ashes symbolize sin, death, and repentance. During this period, Christians commit to repentance, otherwise acknowledging one's sins and turning away from our sinful nature so we could turn back faithfully to God. When the pastor or priest applies the cross of ashes, he typically says to the worshiper, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is a reminder that because of our sin, we will surely die. But thanks be to God for Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins and thereby raises us to new life. Partial now but full in heaven. This year, due to COVID restrictions, ashes were not part of the service. Why? Because it's difficult to put ashes on someone's forehead when you're six feet away. Unless you're related to, let's say, Wilt Chamberlain or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. By the way, if you typically refrain from or give up something for Lent as a sign of your ability to sacrifice and have not yet done so, I suggest you consider not allowing the woke crowd to take advantage of your kind nature and take this wonderful opportunity to tell them to buzz off. We've had enough already. Thanks for listening. And remember... When you awake tomorrow, commit to doing the right thing, the right way, for the right reason. Until next time.